gentlemen, welcome back to another day on Retake. Today I have with me my guest. Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm NK. This is my girl NK. She's from Nigeria. We're about to call in my boy Bersia. Okay, let me get him on FaceTime. Timeout. <laughs> Can y'all hear me calling? You hear the ring? Come on, man. I really didn't want him to build suspense like this. Connecting, we're connecting, we're connecting. Come on. Let's take the Yeah, there we go. Okay, we introduced me. We introduced my friend MK. I'm going to put you in front of the camera right here. So go ahead and in introduce yourself now, man. Alright, well my name is Versia Hodges the second. I'm originally from Los Angeles, California. And I went to Eastern uh, for my bachelor's and my master's in communications. The BA was in broadcast production. And after I finished my master's, I went to Seattle for maybe about eight months uh, just to do some freelance work. And just after that, now I have moved to China. And yeah. I have been here last, it's going on the fourth year. Versia's pretty dope. Okay, Versia, so background on NK. I'm gonna let her give a little bit of background, um, but my girl's from Nigeria. You're out here living in China, okay? Tell tell the people a little bit about yourself, NK. Okay, um, NK, and um, this is my second year MBA at EMU, and um, prior to this, I was working in a bank in Nigeria, and actually have um, over five years experience there, Yeah. Uh, before I decided to come over here, yeah. Cool. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know, I called in these two specific people for this podcast today because you know I like to keep it real, raw, and uncut up in this bitch. So, okay. my hobbies right here are going to bring some perspective because you know retakes a podcast on perspective, right? Here's the topic, ladies and gentlemen. Ungratefulness. Okay? Ungratefulness. I felt like these two individuals would be able to construct their opinion and shape maybe a little bit of yours bring a little bit of perspective change your views on a couple things and mostly the reason why i wanted to pick both of y'all is because you have experience abroad nk you were born abroad um versia right now you live abroad so i feel like to me living in america a lot of us u.s citizens or even people just living in america even if you're not from here we don't understand that we, to me, essentially are the spoiled rich kids of the world. And you literally have to go abroad. You have to go to a different country in order to understand that. Like, so many people here in the United States genuinely think that we have it hard out here. And yes, some people do. But I promise you, if, if U.S. citizens were required to go abroad for one month, one month, this entire world would shift. This entire world would be different. So I want y'all to try to key into that for the people. So whoever wants yeah. to go first. Uh, ladies first, always. I oh, felt that. that. Like, no, I felt that before he said it. <laughs> I was like, this guy's gonna say it, and immediately you said it. Oh well. Um, first of all, Rhiannon didn't brief me at all on this. So I don't brief of... anyone. I keep it real, raw, <laughs> uncut. I told you. Just let me know a bit of uh -uh. what I'm supposed to do. No. Yeah, I'm going to put you on blast. Go ahead. Tell me how you feel, girl. <laughs> okay, really. Well, we on point when you say that. Um, I felt that many people here actually don't get it mm -hmm. when it comes to being um, 
or rather I would say that they are oblivious to a lot of things in the world, you know, probably because it's US is more like a cocoon, you know, they don't know, they've not been outside the US yeah. and some of, um, pardon me, some people rather have not also been out of their states, you know, of their city, so it's more of their comfort zone. So it's hard for them to relate to issues that they are not aware of mm-hmm. or issues that they've not been thrown into or have some kind of um, a very necessary link to. Otherwise, many individuals wouldn't get it when you say, you know, when you, when you say you are the spoiled rich kids. Spoiled rich kids yeah, in the world. So they will never so get serious. it. You know? So, but, yeah, like him, I, when she was giving the intro, you there's one uh, a place you echoed immediately as if you, because you've been abroad, you've kind of uh, been exposed to this past year, right? Yeah, I have. Okay, so how do you I feel? I can say that, uh, well, I would just say that on the American side, a lot of people, I suppose, don't necessarily really understand their their situations on a much more financial and also a, a personal standpoint. Mm-hmm. I've been in China for about four years and just seeing how the lifestyle is here, <clears throat> just in terms of what a country appreciates and what they should deliver to their people is on a whole different tangent than in the States. Uh, one option that I had mentioned was, let's say that China, China has basically have a has a system where they they've given all of their 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 um, their privileges to the people. Now what they do with the people is they simply accept that, which means that China doesn't the Chinese people don't necessarily have to they don't have to they don't have the opportunity to protest, they don't have the opportunity to to sort of speak out on their opinions. And that means on the American side, you can necessarily see that obviously we have the free will to say and do as we please, but mm-hmm. there isn't a there isn't a structure that sort of prevents trivial opinions and hate speech and obviously the ideas of trolling that are in our world today. Exactly. So I think that there is a huge um, um, misunderstanding with what one has when it comes to the ability to use one's voice to sort of change things. I love that. I'm so glad that you gave that perspective. <laughs> Literally, you just tangented whatever that word is into my next point. <laughs> you literally just put me into the next point. So what I feel that Americans fail to realize, whether you've lived here your entire life or whether you came here and you kind of accidentally conformed to our society, is that we are literally right now the image of social media and what it does to a person what it does to a society what it does to a structure of people you know like i genuinely feel like sometimes americans can become inhumane in a sense that they forget that you know not everybody has it like we do and you versia coming from la i know that automatically like you've grown up to see at least some amount of some amount of struggle you know like even if you lived in one of the white picket fence neighborhoods you still saw the struggle all around you me i come from the freaking barrio of new mexico and a lot of people laugh when i say that but i grew up with drive-bys i grew up with gang affiliation i grew up with you know worrying about the cartel those types of things drugs alcohol domestic violence and to americans that's like the worst of the worst but the fact of the matter is people out there in the world outside of this country have it much Much worse worse, and you know i was 
sorry to cut you off. I was blessed to have been able to leave the country for a month and really have my perspective shift. I feel like I was so humbled and so humiliated and so disgraced with myself in the way that I operate as an American accidentally. But I mean, having gone to Costa Rica, I went to Costa Rica for one month. That's all it took, one month. I went there and people literally, y'all, they looked at me like I was a celebrity. They, I remember them telling me like, que rica, like they thought I was rich and famous. Like I was wearing Nike sweats, some shoes. I didn't have any makeup on, looked like a little boy. Like, you know what I'm saying? But to them, like I was like a representation of like blessings. You know what I mean? And just, yeah. you know, just the, the small amount, I'm a broke college kid, but to have gone to Costa Rica, like they swore that I had to be like rich and famous to be able to do something like that. And these people literally, they live in, their house was about as big as my living room, the entire house. Like I showered with cold water for an entire month. I had acrylic nails on and I remember I was like, oh, I'm trying to go get a fill. And I don't even feel like that was an ignorant thing to say, but they didn't know what that was. You know what I mean? So it's little things like that. Just the opportunity that Americans have that we fail to be gracious in. We don't count that blessing every day to like be able to say, you know, oh, I get to go to school. Like NK is the one person that really just constantly checks me without even like just her presence literally checks me. Cause I'll sit here and I'll be like, wow, I don't want to do this effing schoolwork. Like it's fucking annoying. I'm bored. This is dry as hell. And then I'll sit here with NK who literally puts her entire heart, soul, blood, sweat, and tears into a freaking paper that I'll just sit here and bullshit because I have the opportunity. The opportunity was just like, it wasn't a second thought for me, but for NK, this being here, even if it's in booty ass Portales, New Mexico. Yeah, like that is the biggest blessing of her life. So I want want y'all to touch on that. Go for it. same thing that's so carte blanche here in China. I mean, the opportunities are very, very slim. I mean, if I, since I've been here, I've only seen probably legit two options. You are either filthy rich and you're able to go to a private school, which allows you the opportunity to study abroad. So when you see those kids at Eastern that, you know, are Chinese kids, they're probably paying anywhere from twenty to thirty thousand dollars more than what the average New Mexico student would, which is actually relatively inexpensive. And then you also have uh, the other option, which is to take this test called the Gaokao, which I'm sure uh, most might not know too much, but it's a a three-day, three-and-a-half to four-hour exam that a year 12 student takes in order to have the opportunity to go to a university. And parents... And the student doesn't necessarily doesn't take classes of any other subjects, but to practice or study for that one exam. That's at the end of the year. Versus us, where we can sort of change our degrees every every semester, it seems, because we might not have the interest or we might not have the the ambition to go any further. And I, I don't know too much about what's going on in Africa, but I can say that from Americans looking outside. There's very little um, yeah. cognitive knowledge. It's almost the same as in China because um, we have um, a very polarized society. Either you are very rich or dead poor, yeah. you know. So very, yeah. we have very little people in the middle, 
you know so and then coupled with everybody knows the corruption in africa so it's really a very um key problem we have with our leadership and our system because so i mean this leadership they take the wealth of the nation and have it in one angle and then the performances are right at the other angle so we just like we have a very unequal uh, wealth system and at the same time it's just not the wealth system it also affects basically all our infrastructure you know so um, basically there really is no the opportunities in africa is a particular in a limit talk about where i'm from i'm from nigeria it's very slim you know is either your parents really struggle your family struggles to put you through and you yourself know where you come from and you also try to put your whole effort into it to make something out of your life something out of uh, where you come from and then also inspire others from your family and from your community to also be some, uh, become something if not there's really the government nobody cares about you no nobody government doesn't even bother about you at all unlike here there's a thousand and one opportunity here i mean it's in us i hear about financial aid you know school has financial aid you can change from one school to another if you wish you can change your degree you have um, a system where the lecturers are you know open to helping you giving you uh, just interested in giving you a successful end there's no support yeah, yeah. back home yeah as I far as like income support as well yeah that's really a thing of the united states and it, people still in the u.s find a way to complain, complain. about that no i you i know? feel like no i was telling somebody earlier today a friend of mine that is back home and worrying about her loved one and i feel like nobody should complain here people back home we literally worry we worry from what government should do for us to what we should do for ourselves i worry about the lights yeah I come back home probably there's no power there's no water there's no freaking there's freaking bad road that can actually affect my own car you know yeah. so but i pay my taxes but the government still does not provide these basic things and i still have to worry for them and worry for my own um you know worry for the basic things i'm supposed to worry about my individual desires and wants so yeah. for an individual in africa is really a tough thing you know, yeah. Here, here. Uh, yeah, an individual <laughs> anywhere. I will boldly say this: an individual anywhere outside of the United States automatically has less opportunity than the worst person in, in the United, United States. States. You yeah. can literally be homeless in the United States if you have more than a lot of other people yeah. in the country. You have people that you have outlets that can give you food. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of just looking at like. I mean, in some African countries and also in Asia as well, I don't want to uh, neglect them, but if you look at the average person, it probably makes anywhere from two to $400 a year, whereas obviously the average college student probably makes that within two weeks or less. Yeah. So the amount of capital that you know the United States encompasses over year end is just, it's astronomical. And trying to do that within a capitalist and democratic society um, China is actually showing the world that communism actually works. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I must. Yeah, China is impressive. I mean, the more I read about them, like what you just the insights you just gave to, the more impressive they become. And I kind of wish, you know, that kind of you know, that's probably our state government, our government can get their act together and really um, influence our society in such a way. But I mean, uh, not the only thing that people uh, kind of don't, don't like about China is not the people, 
not really have any voice. But invariably, yeah. that also happens back home because, I mean, we will say that we are a democratic nation, but that doesn't really apply in the real sense. You mm-hmm. know, it's democratic, yeah. but people don't really have a voice. See, yeah. so, I literally, y'all, yeah. y'all already know me. I cannot imagine that. Yeah. I'm gonna talk my shit. I'm gonna no. say how I feel. I'm gonna say how I don't feel. Like I literally, and that is one of the things that hit me so hard in the face when I went abroad for that yeah. month is the fact that you know I could see, you know, you think about the unequal opportunities for women in the United States, and yes, that does exist. But when you go to a different no, country, you like it is. I don't, I don't even know how to like put it into words and fathom like what women are in countries outside of the United States. You know what I mean? Like in Costa Rica, you were a wife, you were a mother, you were cooking, you were cleaning, that was it. If you worked, that was like out of pocket for you. There is no individualistic person. Like you are created to serve other people. And you know, that's beautiful in a sense, but for the rest of my life, that's crazy to me. You know what I mean? And yeah. so, like little things that I'm talking about like little things that we call self-care in America those women didn't even know you know like getting your hair cut getting your nails done going for a freaking mani-pedi going for a massage like things like that that did not exist for a woman over there you know like yeah so and women go ahead women today can women today can you know they're modern day entrepreneurs I mean there's so much uh, of a movement for women's empowerment in the United States. Exactly. Whereas, if I could say, if we were in China, uh, the first thing was with China. China, it's a patriarchal society. I was, I'm so, glad you said it. I'm glad you said it, and not me. So similar to Africa, they are the both. They are the same. And, you know. and even and even like in India, like I have a friend. She's from Serbia, and she lives in India. And she mentioned that she can't even go outside after after a certain hour after in the in the evening. Because women are allowed to go out. I dare someone to tell me what to do, what to wear, where to go. Like, no. And that's what I'm saying. That's what I I feel it's so important to bring these issues to light because there are so many Americans that will wake up every day. And I will literally admit that I'm so guilty of this all the time of being that American that's just like, oh my gosh, I can't find a job. Or I can't, like, literally, I am in school getting my master's first of all that puts me like way 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 ahead of of tons of people in the world i'm talking like a large percentage of people in in the world and i will still complain about it oh this is dry like i literally do this or my school is completely paid for what do i have to complain about you know what i'm saying there are people like nk nk had to bust her ass to even get here the sacrifices that nk has had to make to be in this position is unbelievable and people like me and people like the rest of us americans fail to realize that because we are so ungrateful because you know why we're ungrateful because we worry about the wrong shit yeah, I will literally it's just speak. a misplaced priority. You know, people, you guys here worry about misplaced pi- priority. I like oh, that better than worry about the wrong shit. I like system. that. You know, the way the system is already being, um, you have a system that already set this in place for you. I mean, we are humans. Human beings, is, you know, we are like that. When certain things are taken care of, we worry about another set of things. That's me. At me. Don't at me next time. (laughs) So we are just like that. So naturally, I would think, I mean, any human would be like this. I mean, people in this society, because these certain needs are already taken care of, 
they don't realize it. Yeah. They just worry about things that probably won't make sense to us. The other it doesn't make sense. If I hear one more female <laughs> complain about needing an eyelash fill, I swear I'm gonna slap the shit out of you. Yeah. I know I just I just lost some followers right now. Whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah I would I would challenge women and women and men to just take a look at. Um, I had one one option which was like so Bangladesh Bangladesh has a huge problem with prostitution. So in um, at the lower caste, since it works off a caste system, yeah, the lower the lower section um, they don't they don't have privileges at all, and you're not allowed to move up into into any caste throughout your life. So if you're there, you're there. And there are tons of women that are sacrificing their bodies to feed and and you know give shelter to more than five to ten people, like of a family of a wow. household. So that's that's increasingly um, like pressure intensive because a woman has to let go of herself to feed mom, dad, and you know brother and sister. Whereas obviously the American that has their educations paid for in full um, should easily just be, as you mentioned, be grateful of such such things because I mean that could just easily be taken away. Exactly. That, that is the whole message of today, is literally to humble yourself. Every single one of us has a situation in our lives, you know, where things have gone wrong, things have gone bad, you know, they didn't go the way that you wanted, but listen, I always say this, and I don't say this to invalidate other people's feelings, but someone wants what you have on your worst day, literally. Yeah, true. Like, that's, that's someone wants what you life. have on your absolute worst day. Like when you are down and out, I don't care if you could like if you couldn't pay your rent last month. If you're five payments behind on your car payment, like you are still in a better position than millions of people in the world. Yeah, and that's true. what people fail to realize. Like if us Americans and you know, I'm only going to speak on females, I really shouldn't. I'm just, I'll speak for myself. But if I stop worried about getting my nails done or you know, making sure that my hair's dyed and my roots aren't showing or like just like stupid shit like that that genuinely doesn't matter for humans then we'd be, yeah. we'd be better people we would be a better people and we would do better things for each other it's we, really about treating yourself in, in a very you know satisfactory way mm -hmm. i mean if getting your nails done is something that you know you, you traditionally enjoy and it doesn't necessarily hurt your pockets i mean i wouldn't say not do that exactly um, yeah, it's kind of like here, you know, people appreciate things in a much different tangent because food is a little bit cheaper. Um, it's a little bit more like uh, it's more exclusive. People are kind of, you know, they have their own small group of friends and they kind of just stick with that throughout their whole lives. And I think it's really changed my idea of what I truly value as being satisfactory in terms of what I genuinely enjoy and what I'm spending my money on. Just like he for said, me, I for mean, me, for me, yeah, for me. I mean, not that you shouldn't uh, do things you enjoy. Yeah, just you that should. Here, people do things they enjoy, mm -hmm. but where we, where I come from, people enjoy being with others. You know, yeah. it's more like a let's yeah. go hang out together. I mean, if I should talk about our my life, my work life, if at the end of a work day, we 
derive, derive more pleasure from hanging out with each other, talking over things. See, it's, how am I from the US? This is how I... <laughs> we, can have, we can eat together and just sit down and talk for three hours, drink over food and wine and any other yes. thing. Guys just do their stuff, but it's more like we derive that pleasure, that enjoyment is from when we are together than when I'm, I'm by myself. It doesn't hurt, I mean, for you to enjoy taking care of yourself, getting your hair done, getting your nails done, just that. Yeah, see, and she's popping. She's popping. We should be more grateful, to be empathic. Mm-hmm. I think the key word is that uh, people here forget, you know, in being individualistic, we kind of key into that very selfish nature of humans yes and in that case then everybody's not about me you know so. it becomes individualistic in a yeah. people pleasing sense so, you're yeah. putting on a facade you're putting on a mask for other people to impress them with your highlight reel and not your behind the scenes and that's not okay so i mean as far as being ungrateful my my biggest thing that i wanted people to take away today is who would you be without all of those things that you take for granted who would you be if you didn't have your makeup on every day? Who would you be if you didn't have your nails done, if you didn't have your eyelash bill, if you didn't have your popping clothes or your nice car? Or who would you be if you didn't have your college education? Who would you be if you didn't have that job? Like, I really wish people would, yeah, to key into those things more seriously because at the end of the day, you're going to the grave without any of those. Are you going to the grave with the soul? Are you going to the grave with a pure heart? Like somebody who genuinely gave to other people and helped other people and helped yourself? You know, I feel like that is so important. And we get so stuck on all of these things in the world that are distractions and bad priorities. And I genuinely just want everyone to try to elevate to your highest self by reducing those those things that don't genuinely matter. I think that's why it takes so long for people to find themselves, as you both mentioned, the materialism, all the things, all the things that take so, you know, that can just be easily, you know, manifested, I think. I love yeah, that statement. But it, it, it's real funny that you guys bring that, that top, that, that, um, that topic up, because I had asked myself that question, like, where would I be if I didn't have this experience in China, if I wasn't from LA, if I didn't have you know, a mother and a father, if I didn't have siblings, if I didn't have, you know, the opportunity to have a full-ride scholarship, like, I just, it really just puts you at a peace because there are people here that are, you know, sacrificing their lives mm-hmm. for, for just a, a, an itch of an opportunity. Yes. Whereas yes. for us, it kind of, we could lay in a bed and just sleep on it. Like, we literally make money while we sleep yeah. in the most fun way because we know that there is money out there. Whereas, if you were in the rules of, like, Zimbabwe or if you were in, like, Myanmar or if you were in, like, I mean, Papua New Guinea, like, you could just name a bunch of places where things are just not as steady. Yeah. Not as steady, not yeah, as blessed. They know that. Blessed. I and mean, those people they didn't do anything except to be born into that society. They do do anything. Yes. Yeah. And we take advantage and take for granted yeah. the blessings that we are literally born into. No matter what you were born into in the United States, you were born into opportunity above blessings. anything yeah. else. Above anything yeah. else. 
And I pray that anybody who's listening to this podcast right now, that you are seizing your own opportunity. And if you have been lackadaisical, if you have been mediocre, if you have fallen behind in yourself, I pray that you find your way to level back up and go do what you were put on this earth to do. Because other people don't have it as easy as you do right now. So literally, if you're listening to this, get off your ass. And go catch your blessings and go be a blessing to other people. Yeah, that's very important. Now you mentioned it. I mean, one of the ways we can really be so grateful is to be a blessing to another. That's why I'm loving Kate. Yeah. <laughs> they can't ever see us. See? Yeah. I knew I brought the right people for this podcast. I knew it. Yeah, I mean, the more we, I, uh, the more we don't do not focus on ourselves, on our individualistic um, be a giver. desires. No, be a giver. Be a giver. No, when you are a blessing to another life, another living being, you know, you actually are getting double blessing. You know, yes. It's more like I mean, princess. It's always. Preach. I mean, we've always had it. It's better to be a giver than a receiver. Everywhere, right. you know, all the books, all the you know, biblical, you know, the Quran, everywhere. Is the same thing. So all of them. I mean, I, sometimes I get curious. I dive into you know same books here and there. I'll read them all. I don't care. It's the same thing. <laughs> Giving is always the best. I mean, it's uh, it's for when you give, you discover more of yourself, mm-hmm. and then you learn from another person. You expand your horizon. You know, do do you do you become is different from the you of yesterday or a minute ago? Or, and now we go. So it's always. Amen. Sis. <laughs> Final thoughts, Marcia? Well, I would just tell people to travel more. Yes. To, Get out of this country. I'm telling you. Yeah. Because a, a very small percentage of us have a passport. A very small percentage of us actually travel outside of North America. I know all y'all and just I, got your tax refunds. Go get your passports. Like $136. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, like instead of spending it, <laughs> instead of spending on some fake jewelry that'll turn green in a few days, yeah, at them all. Take, take yourself to Portugal, you know, get yourself down to Ibiza in Spain, like go, like go down there and 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 see what it's like and how you interact with people on an international level as opposed to a regional one because you start to realize how other people envision Americans and how you envision others. It's like, I work for a British school and just being around people that we speak the same language, our culture is completely different. And New Zealand to Australian to uh, Irish, like it goes on and on. So you definitely see a different part of yourself when you travel. So I would say that's that's my two-piece. I'm snapping. Amen, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, like I said, I want to thank my guests today, Barcia, NK. Thank you for bringing your perspective to the table. I knew I was going to get the good retake on this one. You feel me? I knew it. Oh, devil. <laughs> you know, I got to do my thing. I just want you to know right now, Barcia woke up. It's What time is it over there? 8.30 a.m.? Tuesday yeah, it morning. Yeah. It's 8.30 a.m. Tuesday morning. We set this up so he could give you his perspective. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the retake. Stay tuned. We'll be coming back at you. If you are being ungrateful, I challenge you to go against the assets of your being and go figure out more about yourself. Thank you so much for tuning in. We love y'all. We're signing out. Hey. Okay, hold on. I just ended the thing.
What? Uh, that was good. Oh, hold on. Let me end this too. <laughs> what you do?